out to Brisbane, but all eyes on Kennedy here. This is for Levis. The claps, and he runs from 48. Oh, look at that. Breathtaking. <laughs> Welcome back to the Toolkit Depot studio for the second hour of the show. I reckon we're suffering from inflation. Last week it was 10. This week it's 11. Did you ever kick more than 11, Josh? <laughs> no, I didn't. And Mark McCray will tell you that as well. <laughs> so what did Lecker, what, well, he, he managed the dozen once, didn't he? Did he kick 12 once? He got, he got 12. He's got Marvel Stadium record, yeah, and he, uh, he always lets me know about it. Okay. <laughs> Mate, uh, happier times, um, not happy times watching the team play against Hawthorne in Launceston on Sunday. What did you make of it? Yeah, look, uh, obviously it was um, very difficult to watch as a, as a supporter and um, and someone who's been involved with the club. But, you know, it's, um, the list and the players that are going out, like all you, all you want is effort and, and that effort seems to be um, inconsistent at the moment. And, um, yeah, you're able to see Hawthorne um, dominate a lot of the stats, you know, from inside 50s is, is one I always look at them because obviously I was a forward and, you know, 70 to 29, you know, it's very hard to kick at least a, a score when you only have 29 inside 50s and, you know, marks inside 50 were 18 to 1. So West Coast were only able to take one mark inside 50. So delivery coming in, the amount of pressure that Hawks did put on and, and being able to win it back, you know, intercepts were 70 to 54. It was, um, yeah, it was a very, obviously played on the, their terms. Um, but yeah, I suppose the effort and, and pressure um, wasn't there, which um, which does bring, you know, a bit of inconsistency in it. And, and, and that's, that's what happens when you, no matter who you play, whether they're on top of the ladder or down the bottom, you know, if, um, if the effort and pressure is not there, you know, teams can, can teams can dance around you. So when we look at reasons why, Josh, and I guess that's what the the listeners will want to know, because I, I don't think players go out there to not try. So so therefore, no. um, what are the reasons they pick from a squad of twenty six? If you look at the three that weren't in the twenty three. Harry Barnett couldn't possibly play with the build-up he's had. He's still a kid getting yeah. minutes in the waffle. I think Elijah Hewitt hasn't played for five weeks because of an ankle hurt in the waffle. Yep. Um, and and um, Zane True has obviously had the the, the, the sad death of, his, death of his mother over summer and, and missed a chunk of training as a result of that. And he's a rookie list pick anyway. If you look at yep. five players in the team, I would argue that Jamison, Bazo. Um, Harry Edwards, Noah Long and Campbell Chesser all probably ideally should be playing Waffle, getting minutes into them as opposed to playing AFL at the moment. Now, I know that's it sounds a little bit like an excuse, but when we look for reasons why this performance was so horrendous, is that one of the reasons? Oh, look, yeah, well, there's, there's there's plenty of reasons and, you know, you can, you can sit there and try and narrow down on one. I don't think you'll find the, the exact answer, but it's a, it's been a combination of, of things. And you talk about those players, the pre-seasons they've had, and then and obviously coming through and, and just needing minutes in the waffle, um, getting chucked straight in. And, you know, on the weekend, I think there was, you know, maybe nine or ten that were probably in the, in the, in the best 22 that were playing. You know, you had Sheed and Duggo who were back the only two premiership players that we've had and Barras pulls out with illness and then Jones and then, you know, you have that kind of mid-tier of players coming through who are, who are still developing and yeah, it, it does. The expectation of us um, at West Coast trying to um, put on a performance and win, you know, you, you do look at what's going on with injuries and it is very difficult to be able to push through with that. Now, the, the effort and pressure, how do you switch that on and switch it off, you know, 
um, is it the coach motivating? Yeah, is it the individual that's you know looking um, in the mirror every week and, and trying to get better? Um, it's it's a combination of, of all those things. So your belief, um, your trust, um, and where you want to be as a player, you know, it, it 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 does it gets tested through these times. And you know, obviously in a pit at the moment. Um, and things are consistently getting worse from from injuries and not being able to train. And you talk about developing young players. So um, all those things get tested in these times. And you know, um, being resilient, you know, is is very hard to do. Um, but you know, it, it comes down it, it, from a coaching perspective and management of you know um, assistant coaches. You know, it's very hard to just consistently keep motivating your players in in times like this. It, 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 it is. I've seen it before. Um, so, you know, for them to be able to trying to get their players up every week, you know, there has to be a bit of onus on individuals to be able to find what they need to do to be able to bring that effort and pressure. So um, it's a combination of, of a few things. So we had Paul Hazelby on the show before you came on and he made the case that basically once a, a team's run at contention is over, it's time to change the coach and get a fresh voice and a fresh set of eyes yeah. on it. Now, I know you spoke last week, you believe Adam Simpson is the man. Tell us why Adam Simpson is still the man to coach West Coast. Yeah, well, I, I think um, I think the way he is and what he has to offer, you know, in a football sense, you know, is um, is, is still there. And um, I suppose a lot of questions get asked in, in times like this, and, and obviously the contract that that Adam has, and um, working on a plan and trying to be able to pull out of this pit, so to speak. And there's a lot of um, factors that you know are influencing that. And obviously the run of wins, um, which is what we all measure, um, you know, AFL footy on. You know, that's the biggest stat is being able to perform and win. Um, so rebuild time, there's been plenty of coaches um, over the past who have, who have gone through success and gone through the bottom end and then come back out and, and brought teams back into success. So I think Adam can do that. But, you know, it, it's not... It comes back down to a question on 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 Adam as well, whether whether he feels like you know um, he's the right man for the job, um, and having a contract and and pushing through, um, he believes he does, and, and the board does, and, and there's a lot of people, including myself, that think he he is he is the man to be able to pull through this pit and and come out that other side, but. You know, he might not be thinking that, and I suppose when you get to that point as a coach, that's probably when you know those decisions will get made. So, um, if it's not already made for you, so it's a, it's a, a very interesting time. It's a very interesting time. We saw Damien Hardwick step aside at Richmond. Clearly, they believe now their run is done. Um, did it take you by surprise? Yep. Oh, just did a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think um, you know uh, what, what Damien Hardwick's done for the Richmond Football Club and been through. Um, those bad times, and then been through, you know, one of the one of the greatest teams of this decade, um, and been able to pull them through that. So, um, you know, for him, um, as in, you know, individually, he he probably didn't. Obviously, I can't put words in his mouth, but from what it looks like, he didn't feel like he was the right person to to keep pushing through. So he's made that decision. So, um, but yeah, he, he's done an amazing job with the Richmond Football Club, and and they have been one of the you know most amazing um, teams over this this last decade of AFL football. If you're Adam Simpson and you're trying to regather the group, there's not a lot of troops coming in to, to reinforce you for this weekend against Essendon. Six-day break, long trip to Tasmania. How do you get the players up? What does this week look like at West Coast? 
Yeah, well, you know, um, you talk about that motivation. It can be very difficult at times like this with a lot of external noise. So, um, you know, putting it back on the individuals, this is, you know, we're a time where a lot of those the senior blokes who are, who, who are injured in getting around and, and making sure that everyone's getting some gain out of this week because, you know, like I said before, when you're in times like this, the belief and the trust, you know, um, the blame sometimes, you know, you start blaming uh, whoever it is, the coaches or each other or um, things point, you know, fingers get pointed around. Um, hopefully, every individual can just sit back, take everything that's going on in, and work on what they can control this week. And, and you know, one of it is how, how how do they put the pressure on and have the effort, um, and then also get some little gains with whatever is happening in in their individual game, from you know skills to body work to um, how they're going to approach this week. Because um, obviously, they're playing a, another good side, and it's going to be a big test for them with um, with with the, the crew that's on the park at the moment. Um, so the individual stuff and, and having a look in the mirror um, and seeing, obviously, understanding where you're at and how to get better, I think that's going to be the biggest thing moving moving forward in the next couple of weeks because, as, as I said before, the belief um, or the motivation from coaches can be quite hard. So Simo and the coaches will be working on something to be able to um, keep that little bit of a spark alive, um, which is which is going to be tough. But it comes down to the individuals, you know, wanting to make sure they keep pushing through and, and showing that resilience. What would be if you were Simo and you mentioned how hard it is to motivate people? And just actually, let's take a slightly different tack here. You, you mentioned belief, and that's going to be challenging coming off. Beating, being beaten by 116 points by the team that was 18th on the ladder. But you mentioned trust. In a football sense, what do you mean by trust? Like, what do you need to be able to trust each other to do? Well, you need to trust each other that you're, you're doing the right things during the week, you know, from recovery um, to training, um, to your touch, to working on your craft, to understanding the method, to... Um, upskilling in in vision on uh, what's going wrong and how do you um, how do you combat that? Um, so there's trust in in the players, there's trust in yourself, um, which comes from getting out there on the park and and consistently training and having that belief in in yourself that um, you know you are getting better and this is a tough time and you just got to keep pushing through and showing that resilience and and then you know. You're talking a, a whole sense of it all, you know, the belief and trust in, in what the coaches are doing and, and all those things get tested. They they always do, especially in times like this, you know. Belief uh, is one thing to have, but um, you need runs on the board. You need to be able to see things that are working. You, you're going through your process every week as an individual and as a team, um, and every, every week you should be getting better, and you need to see results to be able to have that belief. So... Um, Coming back down to the process individually, yeah, the trust in that, um, knowing that, you know, it will pull you out of these tough times. Is there any cavalry coming this week that you know of? Is there anyone that didn't play last week that is a chance to play that will bolster West Coast? Well, it's, it's tough. You look at the injury list, and obviously, you know, um, Tommy Barras went out with the illness. So you, you hope that he is, um, you know, whatever it was, um, he's had a week to to get over that, and you know, he'll come back in. I think, you know, Yo and Hearn. I'm not too sure whether they're they're ready to go. You know, kind of looking like one to two weeks. So possible possibility of bringing those guys back in, and um, I think Boots and 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 Jack, you know, are still three to five weeks away, you know, depending on on how they're tracking. But you know, Yo Hearn, sure you probably looking at in the next, you know, this week or, next, or a few weeks. And then you've got Gov, who, from all reports, is, is, is going really well. Now, I think 
kind of says he's not available for five or six weeks, but um, that will all depend on how his strength's going with his hammy and how everything's um, floating in training. Um, and then with the younger guys, you know, there was a waffle buy, so um, the guys that didn't play hopefully got um, a bit more in around around training and a bit more of fitness and, and everything like that. So, um, But, yeah, there's there's not much in terms of that senior side coming back in, in, in probably, yeah, two or three weeks. Josh, just... Run this by you and, and, and give me your honest opinion. I know the mid-season draft pool is a shallow pool and you don't want to clog your list with sort of, you know, um, journeyman players, if you like, that aren't going to have much of an impact. But in West Coast situation where you've gotten down to a stage where you're picking from 26 and it's hard to train and your waffle team struggles for numbers and there might only be two or three AFL-listed players out there, is there any upside in freeing up more list spots and taking two to three picks in that mid-season draft just to add some durability to the list, to get more players on there with AFL training and preparation and try and, if nothing else, bolster the waffle team and hopefully find a player before the end of the season? Yeah, it's a very interesting way to look at it. Yeah, definitely there is there is scope to that. Um, and in the situation that, that West Coast are in at the moment, you know, you'd, you'd think that they'd be looking at you know all scenarios um, and, and going about that. And you don't just want to take someone just for the sake of it. And you kind of got to look at, um, I suppose, the shorter term and, and how it can help with one the waffle or um, come through. You know, with this back end of the year, um, especially with what's going on with the injuries. But then the longer term aspect of it as well. Well, you still want to be able to find someone who's not just going to, yeah, tick along and, and maybe gone in a couple of years. So, um, yeah, very interesting. I, I, I assume that the recruiters and, and the club are doing a mountain of work on, on trying to find the best possible solution in, in how to tackle um, the mid-season draft. Um, but, yeah, that, that concept there can, yeah, is definitely a good one. Clearly, the two people in the gun most here, uh, particularly with um, the West Australian, the local paper, uh, Adam and the CEO, Trevor Nisbet, are you confident they will both still be in place at the end of the 2023 season? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I've, uh, I've been involved with the club for, for many years and, and those two have been a massive part of, of the club and, and seeing the success that, that's been there. And, um, you know, one from, from Trevor being there right from the start and, um, you know, you talk about, successful clubs, you know, seven grand finals, four, four wins, um, you know, over the last 36 years, you know, the expectation of West Coast has always been pretty high and haven't been down long, um, uh, haven't been down the bottom for, for, for too long. So, um, you know, I think he is the right man. And, and you know, Niz has probably got to a point, you know, years ago where he probably thought, all right, it's time to switch. But obviously, you know, every time it comes into a tough situation, you know, um, you know, He's, he's, he's come in to make sure he can steer the ship in the right direction and, and get it um, uh, in, in good stead. Um, and probably, you know, whenever he wants to leave, we want to make sure that, um, you know, it's better than when he left it. So, uh, yeah, when he, when he leaves. So, um, yeah, for him, I think so. And, and for Simo, I, I think so with his contract and um, the board support that we, that we see, which is which is great to see because we see a lot of clubs with that different narrative, which puts a lot more pressure on what's going on as, as a club. Um, so the backing's there, um, but it comes down to, I suppose, whether Simo thinks that, and I still believe that he thinks he is, and, you know, um, things might change toward the back end of the year, but um, it's most likely to see those two blokes moving forward with his football club and, and steering them in the right direction. You had hope for them against Hawthorne last week. Do you have hope for them against yeah. Essendon this week? 
Oh, it's just going to be a very tough ask, you know. But um, but when you're in this situation in that pit, as we talk about, um, with the list they've got, um, the guys playing, you know, you just want to see pressure and effort. And we've seen that, you know, over many games this year. They haven't won. They've lost by 40 points here and there from, you know, some good teams. But the pressure and effort, you know, have been there. So... Um, hopefully the, the boys playing this week that are, that are getting out there on, on the park um, are able to find um, that little bit of spark and make sure that there is a bit of pressure and, and that effort is there. Now, they might not get the four points, but as long as that's there, that, that's what's going to keep building that, that little resilience piece and that little bit of belief that um, they can play and, um, and that will put you in better stead you know, in years to come. Josh, I really appreciate your insights. Thanks for coming on the show and sharing them with us. Obviously, it's not a pleasant watch at West Coast at the moment, but hopefully they get some players back and there are better things on the horizon. Thanks for coming on. Cheers, mate. Josh Kennedy, West Coast legend, AFL Hall of Famer, uh, always gives his, his open and honest thoughts on what's going on at West Coast. We'll take a break and be back with more of the show after the break.